trouble on Ramsey Street. She's a bad girl. Ellie's been hiding a secret from everyone. Watch out, Ramsey Street. Ellie's about to turn your world upside down. Hurricane Ellie. We asked. We got. But who knew the scale of this hurricane? This is this week's Ramsey Speak. Ellie's hurricane is finally here. I know. 2016, Ellie joined. 2016. Here we are, 2019, and it's hit. And it's hit hard. I mean, they were teasing it in the trailers. We played some of the clips at the beginning there. And I think, as we've mentioned before, and you know, Sam, you, you raised, we all expected Ellie to be this really vicious, crazy character. And we've seen dribs and drabs of that over the last few years. But, my God, we are finally seeing that Hurricane Ellie character. And it's great. Well, yeah, she was written into the show being a bit of a mess, a bit of a mess, Carla Susan's niece, um, all over the place, drinking, partying, etc. But then that kind of eased out. And I don't feel like we'd seen it from her for a while. But this is like a new level of mess. I could not have predicted that this is the way the character was going to take a turn or anything. And I'm absolutely here for it. She is, yeah, she is an absolute star. I think it's really shown some of her strengths as a character. We're seeing different sides of her. Um, And just over the last few days, I mean, we could just fill this episode with literally um, Ellie clips. She is... Had yeah. so many lines, so many kind of different twists and turns in the storylines. Um, she seems to be leading the whole show at the moment. Yeah, I do feel like that when the Chelly drama was going on, I thought, oh, this is juicy. This is going to be something which goes on and on for ages. Actually really taking a bit of a back burner, that one, because the focus is now on just the fact that obviously it came from Chelly drama, but this meltdown has just been going on for ages, even with the job. You know, she doesn't have one. She's going to interviews, which we saw this week. And that meltdown interview that really sold it performance wise for me and she killed it we've had a significant problem recently with cheating how would you address that ellie how would you address the cheating um how would i address it yes uh, what's your stance I think that um, cheating happens for a reason and I think that um, it should be dealt with care and, and with understanding. So students shouldn't be punished? No, uh, no. Yeah, of course they should be. But th- why do we have to ruin someone's life just because they made a simple mistake? Like, shouldn't we, shouldn't we look at the issue? Shouldn't we see if they still have a future together? Together? Yeah, you know, sorry. I just think that that people cheat because they're they're lost or because because they want to feel loved or they want to feel something, they want to feel anything at all, but they can't because they made a mistake and then they can't go back on it. Oh, God. I'm so sorry. Oh, fantastic acting there. Um, I absolutely loved so many things about that scene. I loved the interviewer. He was just fantastic throughout, just an absolute mess. 
Dippy's classic, like, no coffee being made in the slightest, just keeping an eye over it, Sheila 2.0S. Absolutely adored that. Ellie storming off. um, The whole meltdown. The script was actually really beautiful in that. I loved the language. I loved the way that the um, principal or the the interviewer alluded to the fact that, um, you know, he was definitely talking about cheating in schools, but the way the language was used was really clever. Mm. Um, And I I just, I, I thought it was great. It was so good. It was such a lovely way to make her have a meltdown if that makes sense it was such a clever way to do it yeah and also i kind of that bit especially i got the vibe that it's been quite over the top there's been a lot of screaming shouting crying hysterical crying that bit was kind of like a real you saw that she was like broken as a person you saw a different side to this hurricane ellie and that i really enjoyed i thought she was great Mm. and talking of dipping she obviously didn't stop there or she didn't start there you should maybe say yeah she had some fantastic one-liners throughout this week. But, you know, talking of the interview, I just love how she raised what every single one of us watching was thinking. Why the hell was the interview being done in Harold's? <laughs> bit unusual to have a job interview in here, isn't it? Oh, not always. Sometimes schools like to have the interviews off-site just so the existing staff members don't know who's applying for the position. Yeah, I suppose that makes sense. I'm sure you're going to nail it. Yeah, suppose that makes sense, said no one ever. Duffy's like, <laughs> yeah, sure. Just, I mean, so many people online after the episode were like, sorry, can we just talk about why is the job interview in a cafe? Who has that? And there was, there was no reason why it's in a cafe. Surely it would have been just as easy for them to have used one of the offices from the neighbour's building. Um, really odd. But love Dippy, just pointing out what we're, what we're all thinking. Yeah, and it gave Dippy that opportunity, I suppose, to like engage with Ellie after and like run into the bathrooms after her and kind of be that shoulder to cry on. But it's just a bit odd. Um, maybe it tells us more about Ellie's character that if it wasn't in a public place, she wouldn't have told anybody. She would have bottled it up like she's doing with this baby drama. She's mm-hmm. done with everything. Yeah. So maybe that was maybe that was why they approached it in that way. Um, but I just, I mean, big up Harold's toilets for getting you know a little, a little set usage there. It's fantastic <laughs> to see them at the sink. Um, but it was weird. It was weird that she did the interview in there but good to see that she is trying to get a job that wedding isn't going to pay for itself and there's potentially a divorce on the cards you know times are expensive times are hard hard. (laughs) and you know she's been unemployed for a good what how many months now we must be like on six months or something surely if not more um she needs that money coming in i just question where she can get where she's getting any form of money from at the moment. Yeah, and I think I just would have opened the interview by being like, right, here's what's happening with me at the moment. Just got married, you know, I'm pregnant by someone else. Um, The school that I was in previously, I nearly got killed in because my ex-partner tried to kill half of my friends and family. Basically, I'm just looking for a job. Just looking for a job, really. Looking for a normal life. But I'm a good teacher (laughs) and I need the chance to prove that to you and I need the money. So come on. (laughs) <laughs> um just to, to stick on dippy for a moment that wasn't where the fun stopped with dippy this week someone's got to tell dippy to put the cards down leave the cards dippy. how is she still doing this i know after the drama of sonia which she did raise a point of but i thought like after all of that you'd think you'd think no do you know what i'm hanging in my cards i don't need them i don't i don't need to do any readings anymore no she's still on it what does that mean the tower Dippy, Dippy, what does the tower mean? You know, I just don't think we mix these up enough. Come on, Dippy, please. Let's try it again. It's fine. It it generally signifies impending danger and sometimes a crisis. But, you know, it, it can also indicate a change in circumstances and a new baby is definitely that. It's fine. Don't stress. You know what? Um... 
I don't know much about Tara. I probably shouldn't have just jumped in on it anyway. Are you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I could do it with an early night. Yeah. Oh, Ellie, are you okay? Yeah, I just stood up too quickly. Classic Dippy, the Grim Reaper of Ramsey Street. You know, <laughs> she comes in. She's in uh, Sonia's old house. She's giving bad news to other residents. She's spreading that that darkness around. It's exactly what we were looking for. You know, when when she did Flap at the Musical, who would have thought that her character would become so complex? She's the one that gives more news. You know, kind of literally than Doctor Carl in the hospital. <laughs> it's fantastic. I really enjoy this side to Dippy. Actually, I was not a fan of Dippy when she first came into the show, but this. Kind Kind of like, you know, tarot reading side to her. I really enjoy it. It's very spiritual and it is like a bit like kooky. And you can just imagine her as she like ages as a character being the one who's in those crazy gypsy skirts. And she's all like, oh my goodness, I've seen the future. Um, yeah, I love her. It's a great soap character trait yeah and that's what i really enjoy about it and such an opportunity for comedy i just think dippy's character could endlessly provide the comedic lines which she has been doing mm. and it's interesting because uh when there was the you know sonia uh kind of uh, storyline throughout you know it was very dark you know we spoke about if neighbors got too dark and i think mm. off the back of that a lot of the teasing that you know the producers and the writers you know said is that things potentially would get quite fun again and this storyline is really fun but it's dark it, i would say it's still really dark it's home wrecking it's gonna tear people apart it's breaking, you know, Mark's heart again and again and again. Um, and regardless of that, I think we're really seeing quite a, like, mentally unstable side of a character. Yeah, she's on an absolute breakdown. Like, I know it's overdramatic and lots of crazy stuff seems to be happening to one family, the Brennans, as per. But it is, you know, crazy sad as well. She's on an actual breakdown. You can see her breakdown. Mm. And the, one of the biggest parts of that is, of course, that she's got a baby and it's not Mark's. I'm pregnant. You sure? Like, for real this time? Yes. Okay. That's great, isn't it? I'm, you'll have to dance around the dates a bit, but it's what you wanted to happen. It's not Mark's. Are you sure? I... It can't be. We haven't slept together since before the wedding. Now, I'm really pleased that Ellie explained there that the baby is not Mark's because she didn't sleep with him. Because there's been quite a lot of drama online this week where a lot of Chelly fans <laughs> seem to think that there's more chance of the baby being Chloe's. Now, unless there's, you know, some big things about Chloe or Ellie that we don't know, I don't think that's possible at this stage in the traditional form of having and conceiving a baby. Yeah. Just Thank to confirm. You. No need to go into the full biology of it, but yes. Fantastic. This is we're all on the from same the one page. night stand. Yeah, we're all on the same page. Fantastic. This is the one night stand from Sean. From Sean. Oh, Sean, who, as you mentioned, is very sexy. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yes. If you do a little search online and see his like modeling days, hello, Sean. Yeah. So hopefully we'll be seeing a bit more of him. Hopefully. I'm not sure how that would be. I'm not sure how we're going to get him in like a barbecue scene, but. Let's make it happen. Yeah. Fingers crossed. Well, we asked for Hurricane Ellie and we got, so we're asking for barbecue scenes of Sean. Thank you. Thanks. Yes, thank you. Um, I really enjoy that Ellie is leaning on Leo a little bit. Yeah. Considering that his life is also an absolute atrocious mess. It's nice. It's like, you know, who can I run to with my problems? Not Amy, because for some weird reason, they're not really communicating anymore. They don't speak anymore. (laughs) But run to Leo. But it's cool because it is like Leo's got all of his drama, so he's willing to get involved with Ellie's stuff. Um, And I like that. 
Mm. And Leo seems to have got over Piper very quickly. Not really, does he, by the end of the week? I mean, he's angry about it all, but he's got over it in the Leo way of like, what I mean is we're not seeing him screaming at like random roadblocks, telling people to come out of their houses on Ramsey Street. (laughs) Like it was, I was like, uh." (laughs) he's just sad. He's got to find someone else to take to the backpackers. Also, I hope they're going to put a plaque up on that, um, you know, bedroom that Piper slept with every character in. And that's going to say like, here lies, you know, Piper's mating spot, you know. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> to they 2019. Could pop that in the new museum. That could go in the new, mm. yeah, tour museum. I'd fill it with it something. Can. That'd be good. Um, no, I really enjoyed seeing uh, more of Leo. And what I really enjoy with the Leo dynamic, as you kind of mentioned, is it allows us to feel like the characters do interlock and interlace with each other. So they are actually friends and neighbours who do see each other and do stuff outside of just their storylines. Yeah. So seeing Ellie go to Leo, which doesn't feel that natural to the storyline, instead of Ellie going to Chloe, who is Mark's sister, you know, does make more sense. Yeah, it does. And it also is a cool element to it because... You know, Leo had parental issues, which is what he's bringing into it, which is cool because he is providing that opinion of being a supportive friend. But he's also like, what you're doing is wrong. So even more so when he saw that Ellie's continuing to lie to Mark when she does the whole love lock drama. I guess we should do this, eh? Yeah. This is for our family. I know that we can make this work, Ellie. As long as you see a future for us. I do love you. It might take me some time, though. Then I can wait. This was great. Mark was probably just like, let's just put the lock next to Paige and Kate's one and whoever else <laughs> and Steph's and, you know, whoever else I've been with. Like, honestly, mm. it's great. They've actually cordoned off a section for me. This is my love lock area. Yeah. He owns those part of the chains. That's just Mark. Mark <laughs> He's and got wives. shares in a lock company because mm. he knows it would work out cheaper. Um, it was great. Uh, again, I'm really loving seeing this conflicted Ellie. You can really see in her eyes, even when she doesn't say anything, you can see the panic, the pure panic. That oh, yeah, she's freaking out. just colliding. It's great. The stress which this whole thing is causing her makes me question how far this storyline is going to go. Are we actually ever going to get to see a baby or is the baby not going to come into the show because of all the stress this is causing on her? I, you know, how long is it going to go on for if she does give birth to a child is she going to try and pass that off as marks forever Mm. is she going to leave the show with the child um which i think would be really cool i think it'd be great if she tries to great in a sense of drama and it's a soap um tries to pass it off as marks for like many many years before she eventually you know runs off because she can't do it anymore Mm. and then that brings a character into the show who maybe gets raised by mark but isn't actually mark's child and that just creates drama for the future yeah i mean i know we were chatting about this this week and just saying you know, in other soaps, in EastEnders, there was the Lucy Bill storyline, you know, who killed Lucy, and that trundled on for just under a year or just over a year. Um, And I know that got quite frustrating near the end, but it was a really good example of long-term planning. And something that's a little bit concerning with Neighbours at the moment is everything's guest characters. So everything has to be started and wrapped up within seven and a half weeks. Or, you know, it has to be Um, it has to be like, well, maybe they'll come back to complete that or, you know, whatever. So like we've seen uh, in the news this week that Lucy Robinson um, has actually become a realtor now. So is going to be selling homes and seems to have like hung up the acting gloves. So is that the end of Lucy then? You know, and with characters like that, where they're very short term and they're coming and goings, it, it really 
creates a struggle of creating a wider universe than just the characters that are cast full time in the show. It feels like everybody else is just on a revolving door. Um, and that can be a bit of a concern for fans because it just feels a bit disruptive to watch. I agree. And it must be a stroke of genius for writers who, like we said as well, um, with D, when she the body was never found, it's kind of absolute genius. I'm sure they didn't think at that time, oh, you know, let's never find the body of D because in 2000 and whatever it was, 2018, we're going to write in storylines to do with a fake D. I'm sure that would not have even gone through their head at the time. But you do that, they planned in advance, and now it's got viewers like, oh, my goodness, I can't believe it. That's the sort of thing which I think could be really cool to come out of this Eddie thing. You know, she gives birth to a child and tries to pass it off as marks. We're opening storylines up for like the next 10, 15 years. It can be dipped back into at various points, and that is exciting. A great example of that as well was um, the anniversary episode where the house at the end, you know, that Mrs. Punt has now uh, looking after or is, you know, buying. Um, that was a great way of just weaving in a storyline that's always been there never been touched on but wasn't utilized you know just for the sake of it and when the opportunity arose that made sense it was utilized and that was great and i think you know it'd be great to see more of that we don't have to you know see everything play out within a week um i actually think when we do see things play out so quickly it can be quite frustrating and going back to Chelly, i think a lot of fans actually you know short term wanted to see this play out saw it there was quite a big backlash online from a lot of Chelly fans being like no this isn't real this doesn't this wouldn't be how it goes and now they feel a little bit burnt because it's gone from like 100% to zero because that's done. That storyline's done. The I show's think, moved on. Uh, I think Chelly stuff will be dipped back into though. Oh, I don't think we've I seen the last so, of yeah. Chelly. It felt like it was wrapped up too quickly and I don't think um, that's the way in which it will be ending. So that's my kind of take on it. I think Chelly stuff will definitely be back. And bigger and better. Who knows? With the addition of a child, who knows? With a child that could be Chloe's potentially. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Speaking of children, um, Kirsch, our girl Kersha, you know, she had a moment this week. It was big. It was big. Quite a big line. I am super impressed with you two studying over the holidays. I'm still trying to do this Shakespeare assignment. I thought we were meant to study English in English. Isn't that what Shakespeare is? Obviously not, when I only understand every second word. Oh, Kersha making more sense there than Susan Kennedy, I just have to say. Absolutely fantastic <laughs> from Kersha. Good to see she's still on the payroll. Ah, oh, she's great. She's so great. I love it. I'm really enjoying the dynamic, actually, of the whole kind of Shane and Dippy's family at the moment. I'm loving Yashvi. I'm loving the way she's a teenager with attitude. Um, yeah, I'm loving it. And just see Kersha's moment. You know, we've we've got her back, really believe in her. Um I believe Good in Shakespeare. Her. Yeah. I'd like to see her do some Shakespeare. I would because Dippy will get involved in that and it'll become Flapper 2.0. And I could be I, a new musical. I cannot actually spend time thinking about Flapper. So Flapper 2.0 actually makes me feel a little bit scared. Okay, yeah, no, you're right. You're right. We'll stay away from that. <laughs> but a great moment by Kirsten nonetheless. And I can't wait. Kirsten, we can't wait to see what you're going to bring next week. And thanks for everybody that tweeted us to shout out that um, that Kirsten moment happened. I really love that we're kind of known now as the where is Kirsten kind of team. Um, so yeah. loving that. Thanks so much. We like to be pointed <laughs> out, sometimes these lines can be really short and really quick. It can just be a one word. And the fact that people spot them out and send them to us, we're like, oh, brilliant. We didn't miss it. So this is great. It was just fantastic. <laughs> so going from Kirsch's one-liners to some of my favourite of the week, it's only Carl Kennedy's one-liners. Oh, what's happening here? Another bin dispute? He's right, you know, you can recycle the coffee cup lids, but not the... Someone cups. has destroyed all of Finn's evidence. What? How? Lit a fire, all of it's gone. 
along with the case against Pure him. gold. Pure comedy gold. He's got his bike in Lycra on. He's got a camera on. He's cracking on about bins. That is, for me, where I go, oh, there's not many shows in the world that can just do a throwaway line about the fact that they're chatting with their neighbours about the bins. And it's everything that we've kind of wanted is those little throwaway lines, you know. We miss it. When the storylines get a little bit too serious, you start to lose that real golden charm that comes from Ramsey Street. And a big part of that charm comes from these throwaway one-liners that Carl says or Gary Canning says or Sheila says. There's so many characters that throw in these absolute golden moments and Carl has absolutely done it this week. Yeah, and again, I feel like, you know, this episode is a bit of a loving for the writers, but I have to say they're killing it at the moment. Again, I just really love those moments. I love that they really take us back to those um, historical neighbours kind of scenes and they make us think about the show that maybe back in the day was a little bit more family and like low-level storyline based, you know, a kind of bin storyline is the kind of thing we could expect from like a weekly drama um so i really like that it reminds me of that and then on the flip side you know we've got um a pig's head being delivered to ramsey street so we really <laughs> flipped it straight away which is fantastic what's up really good to see neighbours using its PG rating in the best way to get a real proper prop of a pig's head in there. Just wanted to flag at that <laughs> stage. I thought that was fantastic. I just, um, it went from the golden lines of like Carl talking about a bin dispute to then, I know it was supposed to be like, you know, borderline serious, but it was just complete over the top drama. You couldn't have put it with a better character. Imogen Willis, like her reactions, like her eyebrows slid to her hairline and her eyes were just like the size of her face. Everything was just like, so over the top and so like massive reactions um it was so great and just like i I know we're supposed to all be like that's really horrible but god it was funny oh it was great it was great and just like pig's one eye that was kind of like there shining out the box you're like oh god and as we all know imogen's kind of been brought back to be a disliked character she's rubbing people up the wrong way she's being typical imogen she's intelligent she's educated she she's a know-it-all she's bossy she's annoying she's everything that someone like sheila is up against because sheila thinks she's all those things but in a different way or you know characters like that and you know i'm really glad we're seeing imogen back again you know, she's taken us back to kind of neighbours of the past, which I always really enjoy. It's great to see returnees. It makes us feel like there are real families and people come and go. Um, but she's been getting some real hate online, Ariel, you know, who plays Imogen. Totally unacceptable. She is playing a character. She is not playing herself in the slightest. And even if she was, it's still a character. Um, and I love it. She's bringing some drama. She's winding people up the wrong way. As much as she makes me roll my eyes. I roll my eyes at the character. I'm like, oh my God, if there was an Imogen in my life, I'd want to murder her. Yeah, and I won't lie, I'm not on the hate train, but when she first came back, I was very much like, oh, do you know what? I've suddenly remembered why I never really enjoyed the character. Yeah. She was so kind of like straight-laced and plain and boring and just, yeah, wasn't my favourite person. But now that Mav's left, Piper, and, you know, it's, it's nice to see the Willis family still a little bit as a family. And also I've just you know, got used to seeing Imogen back in the show again. And I'm like, actually, she does bring something. She's got a lot of the elements of her mum and a lot of the elements of just being, you know, she's a lawyer. That's what she's like. She's very straightforward and she doesn't have a lot of, like, funny moments. But these moments with the pig head, hilarious. And also her reactions, like her reaction to having that conversation in the street with Carl, that was absolutely classic. She just, like, afterwards was like, thank you, Carl. And, like, it was just great. It just drove off. (laughs) 
I'm, I'm sorry about what happened with the box. Oh, I feel sorry for the pig. Yes, it's terrible. I had a, a pet pig called Lenny. Oh, it wasn't him. He's safely at a hobby farm. OK. Um, I better get to work then. She's like, OK, you're literally mental. <laughs> Thanks. I just love her. She, she's the sort of character who's like it would be almost rude to laugh, like, ever. So she just doesn't laugh. So she has those awkward moments of, like, okay, um, don't know how to react. Bye. I just thought it was great. <laughs> that is my absolute highlight of the week, that moment from Carl. You can see the cogs in his brain turning as he's like, I had a pet pig once. Oh, no, 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 now it seems like that was my pet pig. Oh, just great. It was great. Um, talking of Carl, Alan Fletcher and uh, Bonnie were in the UK this week. They're doing some promo. I must just mention this because it was fantastic and a lot of people tweeted us about it and we had a bit of a debate online on Twitter. If you want to check it out at Ramsey Speak. Um, here's a little clip from their interview. That our next two guests, Alan Fletcher and Bonnie Anderson, are here. Um, you mentioned Susan there, obviously played by Jackie. Yeah. Um, this year, the two of you will be celebrating, I presume, 25 years. Indeed celebrating. 25. We cannot believe it. We pinch ourselves every when time. When you get... started, Alan, how, did you think, oh, I'll do this for a year, or did you have a short contract? Very much so. We had a one-year contract, and they came to us and said, look, would you like to go for another year? We said, well, of course we would. Um, and th- around that time... Families lasted about four years. So we thought, dare we, dare we hope that four <laughs> dare years... Dare we dream of five? Dare we dream of five, <laughs> yes. Uh, and it just kept on rolling along. Every, every year is a one-year contract. Yeah. Um, and it's rolled along and, you know, it's been... It's home for me and Jackie. Um, and, of course, working together has just been incredible. She is, I think, one of Australia's finest actors. Yeah. And, yeah. and working with her is... It's uplifting, isn't it? Acting has been very new to me. So, um, you know, I've been on the show for a year now and I'm learning so much, so much, and just being involved with these guys and and Jackie and everyone on the show has helped me a lot. And also, you know, the production team, they've gotten behind my music. The Thank guys, you really guys. great talking to you. A quarter to two and a half, five, it's on Channel 5 today. Neighbours, thank you guys. Really lovely seeing you. Thanks for that. So, yeah, there we go. Fantastic. Over and done with like that. Yeah, really, really worth flying... Um, across the whole world to to get viewers to tune in to our favourite soap. I think it was a really good use of, of everybody's time. It makes me a bit sad, actually, and I don't want to go into it too much because um, I could probably I could probably talk on it for a good lengthy period of time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but Neighbours is our favourite TV show. We love it and we I view it in the same way that I view any of the other soaps on TV and continuing dramas with respect and just like, they're great. And Neighbours deserves the exact same. So then when it doesn't get that kind of level of promo or level of press, I just find it disappointing. The show is at a real strong place at the moment. The storyline with Ellie is great. Um, We've seen the most fantastic storyline with Sonia earlier in the year. And then to be in an interview where those things are barely spoken about, they barely get the opportunity to really push it. There was a lot of talk about Finn. Yes, I know it's a big storyline at the moment, but he wasn't even there to give his part of it. Um, And I just think... You know, it deserves to be spoken about. The storylines are great right now. They deserve to have clips shown. They deserve to really entice new viewers in. Um, And I don't feel like it had that. And I found it really odd that they promoted that they were going to talk about Jess Glynn's cameo and Janet Street Porter's and then didn't mention it at all. Or why didn't they have the two of them on Loose Women? Because Janet Street Porter was on that day. So why didn't they have them sitting with them? Because I don't know if this has been revealed yet or not, I'm going to say anyway. Um, Janet Street Porter's character is playing herself and she's in the water hole when uh, Bonnie is performing. 
So it would have made perfect sense for Janet to be there and be like, oh, and I love your new song. Let's hear about it. Instead of it being this like shoehorn in where sadly it felt a little bit kind of like buy my CD versus I'm actually on Neighbours too, but that's like a a secondary thing. And, you know, I think it's fantastic that uh, Bonnie is getting the exposure. I think, you know, she's really talented, but when I tune into a Neighbours interview, I'd actually like to hear something. I want to hear something about the show. I want to hear why I want to tune in. And I actually want to be really proud to say I watch Neighbours. And when I watched that interview, I was quite embarrassed because I walked away going, I feel like they've just kind of gone, oh, Carl's still around. That's fun, isn't it? Yeah. And it's obvious and known to everyone that Neighbours back in its day was one of the biggest shows in the UK. Um, and the audience isn't the same anymore. So when people do tune into this morning to see interviews like that, and they think, oh, it's a Neighbours interview, they want to come away from it going, oh, God, I remember when I used to watch Neighbours. That was bloody great. And it looks great now. Look at yeah. that drama. And look at it now. I really want to watch that. Like, just as good and just as fun and just as heartfelt as it always was. But I, I just didn't get that from the interview. I don't know, guys. If any of you are listening who work on the show, maybe, maybe we can do something about that. <laughs> <laughs> but... Apart from that, we want to hear from um, everybody listening. You know, what do you guys think? Um, How can we ensure that, you know, people love Neighbours for as long as they can? We don't want to hear rumours. We don't want to hear concerns that it could be axed again. I don't want to get to a point where I'm hearing Channel 5 are trying to renegotiate a deal. So, you know, we need to give it everything it's got. Um, What did you think of this week? What do you think is going to happen with Hurricane Ellie? Um, Do we want to see Chelly back? Is Chloe back? Should Chloe get pregnant? Maybe she'll pop one in the oven. Who knows? We <laughs> want to hear from you. Um, you can get us on at Ramsey Speak on all the social profiles, Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. So please, please, please do get in touch. Yeah, loads of stuff coming up. Sheila could be charged for blimmin' putting a pig's head in a box. Oh, that'd be great, wouldn't it? There's all sorts going on. Finn drama. So definitely get involved in conversation online. We're always having chats about what's going on and whether we're confused or like, why is the interview in the waterhole, not waterhole, in Harold's? Um, yeah, we love to chat online, so definitely get involved. So that's it from this week's Ramsey Speak. We really hope you enjoyed listening and we will hopefully be in your ears very, very soon. Bye. 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 